A good vochra boysai. How's everybody doing? Shavua tov. It's just us. It's just the guys on Zoom. There's no two YouTube chaver today. Li'ilui nishmas imi mirosirus basmardachai. Today's share is sponsored by the Kessler family. Refor shleimer for Aliza Tova by Sister Gruna. You can see Moshe ben Sora, Pirchas Eliyobem, Nechama, Tilia, Simcha Aliza, Bas Gloria, Yudayose ben Rivka. Esther, a few emails here. This is by Dr. Yaakov Gruen, part of the Chabura in Simcha Manaka. Okay, I guess, I don't know, something like someplace Manaka, Simcha Manaka. I was not surprised at all when you related that you forgot your cell phone in the U.S. I'm more surprised that you there weren't any more things you forgot. The pace you kept up and lack of sleep surely played a major role in this. The brain uses sleep to organize memories and in cleaning up metabolic ways that keep on functioning, that keep it functioning optimally. Sleep is not lost time, but time necessary for maintenance. Take care of yourself, your mishpacha, your businesses, and the chabur need you. <laughs> All right, Doc. Appreciate it. I always say, I will get to sleep, Bezer Hashem. Lachamei There'll be a lot of sleeping time then. Now we got there's a lot of work here. If I was smarter, you're right. I wouldn't need that much sleep, but unfortunately, I need to work hard for this. Rav Kaplun, who runs the Chabad schools in Elat, was told by Rav Shach. Well, that's an interesting thing. Rav Kaplun, who runs the Chabad schools in Elat, was told by Rav Shach. There's some sort of contradiction here. Not to do the erisis on the second day of Yontif. Also, he's a kohen and does not do birkas kehanim in a lot. He either walks out or makes sure to touch his shoes, etc. J.M. Okay. Here's a very choshava email from Kasriel Kantarovich, who's on right now, but it's in Hebrew, so I'm going to translate. And since I can translate, I will stick in whatever I want and pretend that he wrote it. Reb Eli Hayakar Shalom Uvercha. You asked me, how long are you with us? So I'll tell you real quickly. Reb Israel Davis, my good friend from your shul, bought me a Gemara Sukkah and forced me to try out your shir when English is not even my mother language. What am I going to tell you? After one shir, I am hooked. You became, you turned into my Rabbi Moiri that I was looking for my entire life. Hashem Yirachem. I didn't learn this much in my life. And it's only a month and a half. Because Baruch gave you a special... And the stuff that you say that has, that's around the Gemara, I take home and I, I, I give it over to my kids at different times and on the Shabbos table. I... I'm grateful to you and your family and all those who are part of the MDY Meshpacha. I'm happy that I was Zoycha to join this beautiful large family of MDY. Yashar Koyach Ma'arich Uma'aritz Kasriel Kantarovich Yashar Koyach. What else do we have here? Uh, it's what's the Shabbos. We can do whatever we want, right? Uh-huh. Here's a good one. Let me just see, because we're talking, this is Nagia for today. By Shmuli Schleider. Hi, Rebelli. Hi. 
I'm Ari Davis' son-in-law. This is my father, Mr. Yossi Schleider. He likes to get his Ishanis and Ishana Rabo as close as possible to the same size as the one in the base Hamigdash, as the ones in the base Hamigdash. We're going to learn that the ones in the base Hamigdash were 22 feet tall, 11 amma. So here he is. Here's his father. And as you can see, all the way up here. Beautiful. Shkoyah for the picture. And do we have anything else? Okay. Rabbi Isai, today is Daf Memhei. And we are holding on Daf Memdalad Omud Beis. Omar Aivu. Yeah, what is it? Two, four, six, eight, nine lines from the bottom. Omar Aivu. So again, we had Aivu, who's the father of Rav, saying different things. Mishun Rabbi Lozabar Tzadik, he said it, a few things in the name of Rabbi Lozabar Tzadik, and here's another one. Al Yahalech Odom. On Erev Shabbos, a person should not walk more than three parsois, three times 72 minutes. Why? Because you need to prepare for Shabbos. And if you're too far away from where you can prepare for Shabbos, you won't have food for Shabbos. This is talking about if he has to return home, and they're not waiting for him. They don't think he's coming. He left. Now he's coming back. And there's not going to be enough food for him. So in addition to not being to being hungry on Shabbos, he's going to be mad, says Rashi. He's going to be in a bad mood. He's going to be mad at them. Why didn't you prepare food for me? Don't you know that I might be coming home? They're going to say, what do you mean? You said you're leaving. You're not coming back. But if he's going to a hotel, I might not get some. He has food with him, so he'll, whatever little chomp that he has in his bag, that's what he's going to eat, and that's what he's going, so he doesn't have to worry about it. And some say Rav Kahana said differently. Rav Kahana, as we mentioned yesterday, Rabbi Yochanan had a lot of respect for him. He's a charif ma'id. If he's going to a hotel, forget about it. It's a big problem. He's not going to have food. But even if he goes to his own home where he might have something, it's also a problem. In other words, a hotel is no good. Certainly not good. He's saying that a house is better than a hotel. The opposite of what we said a second ago. Omer Avkahana b'didiyavu uvda. Maisashoy with myself. Vafilu kasidaharsen aloyashkeche. I came home and there's nothing in the in the in the cabinet. Not even a piece of little gefilte fish. Nothing. Kasidaharsen. Interesting. The Mishnah says that in our days it's very different. Since we make feasts for Shabbos, so even if you're not expected to be home, there's plenty of food for you. Don't worry about it. So you could you could travel more than three parsois, especially if you could buy food, take out all that stuff. We don't have those issues. However, he does mention you have to be careful not to travel so close to Shabbos. So different sheetas when exactly the Chazanish says from Chatzois on. But okay, but it's not about the distance anymore. We don't have the concern of not having food for Shabbos. I had a guest, I mentioned it a few months ago. We had a guest, very, very related to me, one of my nieces. And she called us up, you know, 10 minutes before Shkir or something. She goes, we're lost. We don't know where you are. What are you saying? Oh, Avi, what's going on, Avi? You're unmuted. 
Avi Kamiansky, Shkoyach. Okay, so um, basically, two minutes before Shkir, they said they, had, they still don't know, but they told us the direction, and that was it. We didn't hear from them anymore. So I had to go out and search for them. And I walked and walked for, I don't know, an hour or so. It was crazy. In that direction, and I found them with two babies, suitcase, stroller, the whole thing. They had to stop at somebody's house, ask to light candles, and then they took a hike, but they didn't know where we lived. That was the problem. So anyways, I found them. The bottom line is, you shouldn't travel so close to Shabbos. It's not a good idea. And especially if it's brought down in the Sfarim also, especially if in Israel, the driver is Jewish, so you have to give him also enough time to, to, to get back home and not be Mechal Shabbos because of you. All right. Zok to Gemara, Mitzvah Lulav Ketzad. Two lines from the bottom of So the way it says in the Mishnah, they brought the Lulavim before Yantav, before Shabbos, and they gave it to the Gizbar, and he would put it on top of the bus stop, on top of the roof. What's going on here? What good is it to put it on top of a a roof, it's going to dry out. And we know that a lulav that's dry and a dasin that are dry, no good. So, here's the picture. Here's the overhang. The Gemara thought that it's on top. That's not good. Gemara says, no, it's on these benches. You see these, these round benches over here? There's benches everywhere. So they put it on the benches, but it's covered, so therefore it's protected from the sun. Omar Rachavo, Omar Rav Yehuda, Harabais, Stav, Kofol, Hoya. Stav, Lifnim, Mistav. So there were two rows of benches. If you look closely, they're double. One and then right behind it. One behind it. So there's two rows. And I believe, and I forgot to look this up, but I believe, and we had this a few times, that this exact line, and this might be the makar of that line, right here, Sukkot Mem but I have to look it up. The Gemara says you should always repeat after your, your Rebbe's Lashon. I forgot to look it up, but I'm very convinced that this is it. That he said a funny Lashon, Stav, instead of Itztabo. The Gemara even says Itztabo. But when you repeat what your Rebbe says, use exact language as him. I'll look it up, Bezer Shem, but I think this is it. And this might be where the Gemara always brings this Gemara. This is there because we're talking about the staff. We're talking about putting down the, the, the lulu. Okay. So we have the official Mishnah, sponsored by official. L'Rufuah Shleim of Braina Bas Yenta Dvaira. Mitzvahs Arova Ketzat. We're talking about in the Beis Hamikdash, they had Aravas going around the Mizbeach. What exactly and how exactly did they perform this mitzvah? Says the Mishnah. There was a place called Moitza. Now, there's a place in Israel today called Moitza. But I don't think it's that place. It seems very far away from the Beis HaMikdosh. So they would go down there. Yardin L'Shom. Umelaktim L'Shom. Murbiyosh L'Arava. Murbiyosh. Beautiful, long Aravas. Ubayin V'zoikvin Oisan. B'tzidi HaMizbeach. As you see in the picture, they would take the Aravas and put it on top, leaning over on the Mizbeach. And the heads of these Aravas were bent over the Mizbeach. We're going to see in the Gemara that they were two Amma above the Mizbeach 
basically like an upside down L, created like a rooftop over the Zbeach, at least two hours. They blew the shoifar, a tkiah, truah tkiah. Says, Taisves Mishum Simcha. Gave them a lot of, they were, they were very, very happy. They're in great mood. It's the end of Yantif. Everything worked out well. The, the, the Lulavim, the Sreigim. And now finally, we're at the end. We had all the, the uh, Simchas Beis She'eva. And now, we're at the final day, the seventh day of Yantif. And we're bringing the, uh, the Aravis. Taku, Taku. Now, interesting, on this, because of this Taiz, I'm pointing it out. The Ramah says that somebody who's in Avelos for his parents shouldn't do the hakafa of Aishanas. And Ramosha Feinstein says not only somebody that's Avelos for parents, but also somebody that's in a regular Avelos, let's say a sister, whatever it is, 30 day Avelos should not go around the Bima. And the Svardim say, we don't understand why. What's the Svar over here? The Bess Yosef says, there's no, there's no reason why somebody's in Avel should miss out on such a beautiful mitzvah of going around the, the Mizbeach, to commemorate the Mizbeach, to go around the Bima. There's a few, a few reasons in it. But the Vilna Gain says that you see over here that a, it's an Indian of Simcha. As Taisus points out, Mishum Simcha. This idea of going around, there's too much Simcha for an Avel to participate in and that's why Ashkenazim do not go around the bima where Svardim, I don't know for a fact, but it seemed like, and I'm sure the Svardim will tell me if there's any Svardim here. Do I see any Svardim? Do you go around the bima? I don't see any Svardim here. Nobody's raising their hand. Okay. Is fix a Svardim? I don't know. Okay. Zok the Mishnah. Bechol Every day there would be makiv the Mizbeach one time. If you were to read this Mishnah, and we have done this, I'm 49 years old almost, and I've said this so many times. Some girls. Okay, let's say. What does it mean? Why? So there's a beautiful Rashi here. And Rashi says that Aniva Hoy is Bigimatria Ono Hashem. But then Rashi goes into a very, very long Arichos. So I don't know if I could explain it beautifully, but I'll try my best. Check this out. It's kind of big for the screen here. Coming too close to the screen. But let me explain to you what Rashi said. Rashi says that in Parshas Bishalach, Perg Yudal, Pasuk Yutes, Chof, and Chof Aleph, there's three Psukim, Yutes, Chaf and Chafal. They all have 72 letters each. If you count, 72. So he says like this. If you take the first letter of Pasuk Yates and the first Pasuk of Chafalaf, and the, only these two Pasukim go from beginning to end, but the middle Pasuk goes from end to beginning like this green arrow. So you take the Vav from the beginning, and the hey from the end of the second pasuk, and the vav of the third pasuk, because the third pasuk also goes from right to left. So you have the word vahai. And now every letter goes the same way. So you take the yud, 
and the second letter from the end of Pasuk Chof, which is a Lamed, and the second letter from Pasuk Chof Aleph, the beginning of it is Yud. Yud, Lamed, Yud. Okay, I don't know what that is. But he says, skip 32 letters. So you skip, I counted, or 37, I don't remember what he says anymore. Whatever, one of those, 30-something. And you get to the Aleph over here. Me'achareyim, the Aleph, highlighted. Because we're going from right to left, so you count. 1, 2, 3, 37, you get to Aleph. But then you have to start 37 from the end of the middle passage. You get to the Nun. And you do 37 from Pazuk Chof Aleph, and you get to Yud. That's Ani V'hoi. Right? Ani V'hoi. Okay. Why 32? So Taisvis, Dibur Maskel, Ani V'hoi, he says, Vadayin Tzorach Tamlazen. What, why did he jump 30? So he goes on to say that it says in the Pazimich Hashem says, I'm in Golos. Hashem says, I'm, I'm in handcuffs. I'm locked up. In other words, when Klai Yisrael is locked up, Hashem is locked up, he feels our pain. And that's a, a beautiful idea. That we should always know that a Baruch Hu is with us in our tsar, in our tsaras. And that's why we skip 37, I think it is. Let me just make sure. Hashem I went too far. Yeah, 37. Okay. Fine. I just thought it's very interesting. I mean, you you read these psukim, and it means nothing to us. These are seventy-two names of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. If you do it in a certain way only, if you read it from right to left, the first pasuk, right to left, the third pasuk, and left to right from end to beginning in the middle pasuk, somehow you could be mitzarev seventy-two names of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The kids are an aniva hoy. So now, when we say it in in the Hishanas, this you say it on Shabbos, right? The Hishanas of Shabbos. We, if we remember, it's in a month from now, different understanding. Aniva hoy hoyshina. What do I need the hoyshina? A lot of people don't say they, they they skip through it. It's gematria on Hashem hoyshina, but also corresponding to the seventy-two names of Hashem in a different way, in a very kabbalistic way. Okay. So now we just learned a little Kabbalah. He's told you. Dafyami has it all. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer Ani Vahayishiyano. So on Shabbos, the final day, we're makif, or the final day, we're makif the Mizbech seven times, and that's why on Hashanah Rabbah, we do seven akafas. Now, another understanding that perhaps we didn't have before. Why do we do seven times? Because that's how, they, why did they do it? Because it's like Yerichai. Every day, one time around Yerichai, the, the final day, seven times, and the wall fell down. When they leave the Beis Hamidus, what do they say? Beautiful to you, the Mizbeach. He gave us a kapara because of you, the Mizbeach, the Mizkaper. Could you talk like that to an inanimate object, to the Mizbeach? is going to discuss. It's just like a, a way of saying thank you. We're talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but thank you to the Mizbeach for assisting us, or facilitating it. 
That's what they used to say. Whatever they did during the weekday, they did on Shabbos. And we're talking about Shabbos, that the seventh day, a year, that the seventh day fell out on Shabbos. So if the seventh day of Sukkot fell out on Shabbos, Elo, the only thing, the only difference is they didn't cut the Arava on Shabbos like they would do perhaps on a weekday on Chalamoyed. They would chop down the Arava before Shabbos, put it in a beautiful golden vase that they shouldn't dry up. They'll bring one of these guys. This is basically a lulav that opened up. A palm, a palm branch. And Rabbi Yochum ben Broika says, it's a shayla, is he arguing, is he adding? And we're going to see in the Gemara where he learns it out. You take these palm branches. Maybe they did not know him. According to Rashi, chayta means to, to shake it. Bekarka, okay. On the side of his back. He says, that day was called the, the banging of chariyos, of the palm trees. Now, very interesting line here. Miyad tinoikos shomtim es You could put a yud here, a uh, uh, comets in the yud, or, or a patach. But miyad means from the hands of the babies, from the, the youngsters, shomtim es The pshat is, the adults would grab the children's lulavim, v'oichlem esregeim, would steal from them. Now, how could you steal from a child? Says Rashi, v'oichlem esregeim shel tinoikos. They would eat their esregeim. Ve'ein badavar lo'im shum gezel, v'lo'im shum dark yisholem. We know that if a child finds something, it's not really his halachically. So, theoretically, you run over to him and grab it away from him. But there's a problem of sholem, dark yisholem. He's going to go tell his father. There's going to be a big machlaikas. Let him have it. So there's no problem to steal from the kid. Why? Very interesting. There was a minog in Klai Yisrael to steal the Esroigen from children. You, ro- you, want, you go over and the kid would laugh. <laughs> and you chop it from him. He'd run away from you. Different funny minogim uh, in Shul. You probably heard about this funny minog. The kids would tie tzitzis on, on, on Simchas Torah, which is Isidur Raisa probably. Different. Or they do a double knot. They have funny minogim. So if it's a minute, I don't know how it started, and how was it muttered the first year, I don't know, but Lamaisa became a fun thing to do. Now, there's a very, very interesting Tysus. you got to see this Tysus. Tysus says, In the middle of the Tysus, Listen to this. Come two guys on a horse, two knights on a horse, on horses, they go to war, they go to battle, and they stab each other to the point that they rip each other's clothing, or he knocks the horse out, he destroys the other guy's horse. Can you imagine in those days? We think we have shtick by Hassan. Listen to this shtick. They come with horses. I just remembered, there was a, I was a caterer. Akala comes to me at the meeting. She goes, listen, I want to... Uh, Come in with a white horse into the hall, a whole zach. 
So I said, I, I'm now thinking who this is. I sold, I sold him a house actually afterwards. Okay, fine. So, so I had a shita then. It was a great shita. It's a great thing for business. I said, she goes, could I do it? I said, absolutely, of course. It's twelve hundred dollars to do it. Twelve hundred, yeah. After you know, after the horse leaves, it's a lot of big mess. Sometimes they, who knows what they do on the floor. I always said yes, yes, of course. Could I one kala? Could it, could you remove the chandeliers towards the bad decking? Because my husband, my husband is very tall. And he's gonna go like this, and he's gonna maybe knock in the chandelier. Of course, of course. Six hundred dollars per per chandelier because we have. The union and everything, and they have to take off the channel. Six hundred dollars, no problem. How many? How many should I take off? Six, seven? Ah, no, you don't want it. Okay, say that. Okay, sorry. Fine. Uh, so yeah, so the horses, unbelievable. So they brought horses into the hall those days also. Two horses go to battle to the point where one of them was mazik the other horse. One of the horses can't walk anymore. Potter. Why? If it's part of the minimum. And it's part of the simcha. It's not stealing. It's not damaging. It's all good. New halacha we just learned. Says the Gemara. Tana. Mikoyim klon It's like a lot. Talking about a lot. It's duty free. Moitza is duty free. There's no taxes. Call it something else. Call it klon. Moitza means to to go away of, to, to get out of. So, it was potter from taxes, there's no taxes in this place, so it's called Maita. It says in the Mishnah, took the Aravis, put it, leaned it on the Mizbeach. There were many of them, and very tall. Like, like this Sadiq and Shul. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. He wanted to Mimic the base Hamikdash is great. Now we understand. I, I like why is this guy walking with aravas that are ten feet tall? You ask yourself. That's why. To be like the base Hamikdash was beautiful. So it's chashiv sa mitzvah noy mitzvah. They brought very long ones. Ugvois achadaser achadaser ama eleven ama approximately somewhere around twenty two feet. Let's call it. Kedei shiu goychois al mizbeach ama. So the word goychois means. That it leaned over, it was up above the Mizbeach, one Amma, and leaned over an Amma. So in other words, it's two Amma, above the Mizbeach. You need at least two Amma to get an upside down L. One Amma this way, and one Amma this way. Okay. Let's see what's going on here. This is the Mizbeach. This right over here is the base of Mizbeach, one Amma out. And then you go up five Amas to the next walkway, the Saivev, and then another three Amma. So you have three, plus five is eight, plus one is nine. So the Mizbeach was nine Amas tall, and if you add the Kronos, it's another Amma, by Amma, by Amma, so it's ten to the top of the carrot. Nine to the top over here. Rashi also points out, might as well show the pictures. This is how they formed it. They took a form, they took a piece of wood that is 32 ama by 32 ama, the inside, filled it up, it looks like cement, filled it up with a bunch of stones and lime, and they waited until it hardened. When they had this form that was one ama by 32, 
Then they added another one that does this. Another one that's five amas tall on top of it, and it was only 30 amma by 30 amma, so they gave you a one amma step over here. On this step, in this, where is it? Over here in the corner, this is where they poured the blood. If you look in this picture, they did a great job. It almost looks like an Israeli construction site. And you look over here, you see two pipes coming out right over here. And these two pipes are where the blood would pour into and go underneath. I, you should have gotten me a Mizbeach. I know you wanted to get me a Mizbeach, and the guy wanted $2,000, $3,000. That's, that, that, that's usable. Anyway, we have to get a beautiful Mizbeach. We have to get it. The model doesn't have a Mizbeach, I don't think. Does it? Yeah, it's Shvachamais. Okay. Then once you're finished with this guy, you put another form, that's the word, form, and you do another three Amas, but this one is 28 by whatever. By the way, when we built our mikvah in our house in Kensington, I learned a lot. Another story here. In, we once built an elevator shaft in uh, where I used to do weddings every day. And it's called Midwest Conference Center. So we did an elevator shaft there. I used to do construction there. And when they poured the cement, if you have that much cement, be very careful. Because it exploded and all the cement went into the elevator shaft. You can't imagine the damage. We had a crazy amount, and it all went into the bottom, and we had to get 30 guys just taking out cement, poured hard, and it was sugar. But I can't, this is a lot of cement. You're talking about 6 feet tall by 28, almost 60 feet long. Unbelievable. Okay, fine. They had a good form there. That's how they made it. Now, says the Gemara, after all that, the Arava must have been standing on top of the base. Not on the floor down here. Top of the base. Why? Says the Gemara. So this picture, I got off my Gemara, the Masifta. But it was black and white and it was pretty bad. So I sat there and I filled it in like a little kid, like a crayon. Filled in to make it a little colorful, something. Because if you think that the Arab was standing on the ground, you know the Yisoid is one Amma by one Amma. Then it went up five Amas and went in an Amma. Right? Right over here. One by one. Goes up five. Then goes in one. Then goes up three. And then you have the Kronis. Says, if that rubber was 11 amma and you need two amma to go up and to the side, so now you're left with nine amma. But the whole height is nine amma. And if you have to go on an angle because it goes inwards, there's steps here, so you have to go on an angle, you lose a little bit of that rubber. You're not going to have a total of two amma extra on top. So it must be that the the Arava was standing, sitting on the base. Now it only had to go up eight ama, not nine ama. So now it had three ama to play with, two ama to go up an ama, and like that an ama, and a little bit for the distance that the angle will take away from the length of the Arava. Shmami no. Where do we see in the pasuk? 
Now, the Gemara brings this Pasuk, we're very familiar with it. Isru Chag Ba'avoysim at Karen Samizbeach. How do you know from the Pasuk that the Arava went above the Mizbeach? Not the two Amad that we're talking about, but went above. Isru Chag, so now the Gemara learns the word Isru. It means to circle the Mizbeach. Circle, Isru, circle, Chag. Ba'avoysim with these branches. Ad Karen Samizbeach went up till the the Karen, these horns, the one Amma horn on top, in other words, is higher than the actual Mizbeach. That's one way to learn the Pasuk. Now, once we're mentioning the Pasuk, Sigmar says, If you take a Lulav and you bind it, like we do today, even though you're not Mechuyiv to, and you have Adasim that have three, 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 all the way to the top, they're not cut them, they're not chopped off on the top, even though you're allowed to. The Torah considers it as if you built a Mizbeach with your own hands. Not only did you build a Mizbeach, but you brought a carbon. Now the word Isru is not to circle. The word Isru is to bind, to do an aguda. Ba'avaisim. What's an avais? Anaf eats avais. The hadasim. So if you did Isru, you bound the atkarasim is beach. It's as if you, you built a mizbeach. So we learn from here. There's a whole nidain. I'm not paskating anything. But l'chaira comes out that it's a great idea to do the egged of the lulav yourself. And a few people wrote in to me already. That because they learned this Masechta, this year is going to be different. They're going to bind their own lulav. And the Mechav into this Gemara, because you bind your own lulav. Mitzvah bai, yoysim ebishlucha. It's better to do it yourself than have your father do it for you, your Talmud do it, your child do it. You do it yourself. Because if you do it yourself, it's as if you made the Mizbeach and you brought a carbon on it. Some people wrote in, they're going to have a better sukkah this year. They're going to build it themselves. Where Jeff Rosenberg, he's going to buy a sukkah this year. The whole thing, because we're learning the Masechta, we're finishing right before Sukkah, and we're going to take it to heart. Omer, oh, sponsored by MDY Tehillim Group. For all those who need to do Homer for Yeshua's, please join Tehillim.com and by Shlomo, Shlomo Lazarian from LA in honor of Rebelli's wife, Faye. For sacrificing her life in order for Reb Eli to prepare share. Shkoyach. Says the Gemara, If you have Isru Chag, what's Isru Chag? And it's brought down in Halacha. You see the Aleph over there? That means it's Halacha Lamaisa. After Yontav is over, you continue to celebrate a little bit. You add simcha to your life the following day. It's brought down in Allah. It's better to even eat meat. Oh, I saw John Berg. Where is he? John. Shalom Aleichem. Where is he? I don't want to embarrass him here in public. But Erev Shabbos. Knock on the door. This guy, Berg, gives a tray of pastrami, which was delicious. I had it. Delicious. This big, a piece of meat, I'm not joking. And he ran away. 
I couldn't say Yishkoichtim. So I went onto my porch and I saw him getting in his car. He said, said Avi, he looks up. He said, show me your face. Who are you? Kids, he wrote an email. The whole Zach, but Yishkoich Godel, thank you. Appreciate it. We ain't good. Not the whole thing, but a lot of it. We put it away for next, next Shabbos. We said this already. So you add a little bit of Basar. That's why, here's another thing we're learning today. Why is it called Isruchag? What's Isru? Where does it come from? This Basar. The following day after Yontif is called Isruchag. You're eating Basar. Doesn't say basar here. Rashi says besimcha. What does it say here? Shikari lechag oinig b'machol mishto. Great. Bavoisim says Rashi. Behemois avois. That's bavoisim. Fat animals. It does say basar. Shmeinois. Okay. Omar chizki omar b'yirmi amishum b'shem bayichai. Another b'shem bayichai. Kol hamitzvahs kulon ein adam yitzvahem elo derech gedilasan. Many mitzvahs, including lulav, esrig. The only way you could be mekayim the mitzvah is if you hold the lulav and the esrig as they grow. So how does a lulav grow? We all know how a lulav grows. Obviously, it doesn't grow with the tiyomis down. It grows where you snip it down. So great. And adasim or fine. What about esrig? So I had a problem with this and shared a few days ago. Here's a picture of esrigim. They, here's the stem, here's the, the branch, they grow downwards, right? Grow downwards. So why, do, why, why, why if you hold it upside down, you, you're not making the mitzvah? Aren't you holding it? Oh, here's John Berg. Shalom Aleichem John. Now I see your beautiful face. Yishkoyach, how you doing? So, what, what's Pshat? Oh, so Bar Hashem, I found the Mishnabura. Chofetz Chaim explains, and then I got this great picture. An esrig actually grows upwards. Here, here's a baby esrig. And here's another one, a medium esrig. They grow upwards. But when they get really heavy, they turn downwards. So like this. What you see in this picture are mature esrigim that because of gravity, they fall down. But as they grow, derech dilasan is upwards like this. Beautiful. Now we understand why if you flip an esrig upside down, you're not making the mitzvah, and that's why you guys, you flip your shregim upside down when you say the bracha. Not to be making the mitzvah then, only afterwards. First you say the bracha, then you make the mitzvah. And there's other things, as the Gemara brings. So the wood, in the Beis HaMikdash, you had a, the beams the, that, were, that held the Mishkan, they had a bee, you can't flip it over. The part that was closer to the ground has to be closer to the ground in the Mishkan also. You had to do it in the direction that it grew. So now, the Ramah says that when we shake our lulav and you get to the part you have to go downwards, you should flip your lulav and point the top of your lulav to the ground. But isn't that not der gedilasan? How could, how could you do that? So there are those, the, the Balatanya and the Mishnah's Hasidim say, and I, I guess Hasidim don't, I don't know if all, but at least Lubavitchers don't, because it's not their Gidilasan. They'll hold it like this, and they'll go down. 
But according to the Gra, according to the Ramah, you take your Lulav. So, let's see, where's the pen? Just to make sure that we're all on the same page. Here, you're holding the Lulav like this. You go up, up, down. So when you get to down, you go like this. You turn it upside down, according to the Ramah, according to the Gra. I don't see so many people doing it. I see a lot of people going like this, down, down, down. I just know that I go Leminuga Gra, and the Ramah says so also, so I thought that Ashkenazim would do that. Okay, but you should know that there's a discussion here. The Balatanya and others say not to. Says the Gemara, Tanya Mehachi. We learned the same exact thing. What does it mean that the shitim, this tree that you build the Mishkan out of, are standing upwards? If the wood grew like this, you do not flip it over and put it into the ground like this. It has to be standing up. So, what's another pshat? They stand. They hold up the, 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 the thin cover of gold that you put on it. You knock it in with these nails. It has to be able to be strong enough, not wormy. It has to be good enough, strong enough to hold up the gold. We don't have a base Hamidosh anymore. It's all destroyed. It's gone. So maybe with that, with the Churban Abayas, we lost the promise. We lost the hope. Sikui. To have hope. They're still standing, Rabbi Yisai. They're there for us forever and ever. They're there to protect us. Even though physically there's a Churban Abayas, but Ruchni is wise, they're there. Omar Chizkiya, Omar Rabbi Yirmiya, Meshum, Rabbi Shim Bayechai. Yachal ani liftar es kol ha'olam kulim in adin miyoyim shenevresi adato. It's very interesting. Shim Bayechai was a huge anav. We know this from this sugi alone that you have to be an anav in order to to accomplish this. But he's saying you should just know that I myself can. Take upon me all the sins of the generation and be mechaper them. As a matter of fact, this line is in the famous song by Martim Koylechai. Tzadik Yisoyda Oilam, Gila Medrash Hanelam. He discovered the hidden Medrash, the Zayar. I think that's what it means. Yachal Liftar Ha'olam. He could be pointed the world from their sins. Adinenu Barichai, Ve'am etc. I guess if we were in MDY now, the Oilam would be singing. But you just have to sing it in your head. Yacha liftar ha'ilam. It says in, that's a line in Vamartim Koylachai. Okay. Soon Avi is going to have it playing with uh, the music and the whole thing. Yacha liftar ha'ilam kulem in adin miyom shinu v'zayadat. Vilmali Elazar b'ni imi. Elazar b'ni imi. My famous son who's with me in the cave for 13 years. If he's, If the two of us are together... We could patter the whole world, not from the time I'm alive, but from Briyas Island, from Mother Marisha. Who's Yosem ben Uziyo? Uziyo was a king. And he made a small error. He said he wanted to bring Ketiris. He felt that it would be a beautiful thing for Hashem if the king himself goes and brings Ketiris. Chayin went and took the, the, the thing of the Ketaris, gave him a whack. Bekitzer, he got Tsaras, and they kicked him out of there. 
So they said his son Uziyo should be the king. And Uziyo brings Rashi, he was tremendous, he was Mechabra's father, a tremendous Anova. And that's why I'm saying it's Muchach from here that in order to, to have that kind of Madrega, to patter the world from such Averis, you have to have that Anova. That's why Rabshim Bayechai picked Uziyo. It's very interesting. Like we don't even know who he is. And he picked him from all the tzaddikim that lived. Uziyo. Uh, and Memela, my Chavrus is calling me. I just picked up. He should know I'm called. Fine. Um, so if we had him, and, and Rashi brings that he was tremendous Mechabed Kibbut Aveim, tremendous Kibbut Aveim, that all those years that his father was alive and he was king, he never put the crown on and always didn't take any, any Allah he always said in the name of his father. He's Mechabed his father. So with that, He's such a special person. Not only from the time of Adam Marishon, but all the way to the end of creation, all the sins, the three of us can be mechapet. People that are mechabal pnei shechina, there are very few of them. Again, this is not gaiva. Reb Shimbayachai understood where he is and he wanted to explain. If there's only a thousand people in the world, my son and I are, are within those thousand. We're one of the hundred. If there are only two in existence, unbelievable. Only Reb Shimbayachai could talk like that. Umi, Zutri, Kulihai. What well, there's so few tzaddikim in the world, Bamarova, Tamnisri, Alfe, there's 18,000 Dora, have the Kamei Kuchibrihu, 18,000 rows. For the kids, there's a lot of people, 18,000 total rows. There's a lot of tzaddikim. Shinemar, Savim Shmona, Seralef. So the Mora Loi Kashio, Hodim Stakle, Baspaklaria, Meiro, Hodoloi Mistakle, Baspaklaria, Meiro. I have no idea what this means. We're just reading it, but uh, aspaklaria is like a mirror. If it's if you could see clearly through it, there's very, very, very few. There's a lot of tzaddikim, eighteen thousand, but they see through a mirror that's a little fuzzy. There's a little, it's a little dirty. They don't see through it clearly. With the very few. We all know this one. There's Lama Dvav Tzadikim, 36 Tzadikim <coughs> in every generation. That's the Lashon that Roshim Baruch not the Lashon, that's what Rashi said when he says Bnei Aliyah, Rashi used this Lashon, the Mekabli Bnei Shechino. They receive the, the, the Akosh Baruch whatever that means. Shenemar Ashrei Kolchoi Cheloi, Lama Dvav, Loi Begim Matri Tlasen Shidav, 36. The third, yes, this, in every generation there's 36 tzaddikim. But those 36 tzaddikim have to ask for permission to come in. And he's talking about very, very few could just walk in like Rabshim Ha'ichai. They're B'nai Bayis. Walk in. They don't ask permission from the, from the people of the house. Just walk right in. <coughs> Let's pretend we understand what we just read. Says the Mishnah, so when they leave the base Hamikdash, they say, Yoifilach, the, the beautiful, the Mizbeh is beautiful. Ask the Gemara. 
How could you do so? At the end of the day, you're you're involving another something with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's only Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What are you thinking? Another another bria kaviachal. That's an, that's for other religions, not not us. If you are meshatev, you make a partnership because Baruch and something else nekar min You're uprooted from the world. It's only a Baruch by himself. Says the Gemara, he didn't mean to be meshatev. To you we agree. So it seems like. Let me go back. Maybe I'll take back what I said before that it goes on Yoyfi Lacham is Beach. It's more on Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Liazar. Lacha Ulacham is Beach. That's the problem. I was saying to you, Akosh Baruch and to you, the Mizbeach. What do you mean, the two of you? Yoyfi Lacham is Beach. Okay, maybe we could give us a chayitz a little bit. But the problem I think is Lacha Ulacham is Beach. So Lacha Ulacha to put those the two together. That's the problem. The Gemara says no, they're not together. We agree. Okay, to you, Ms. Bech, we, we, have, we have a debt of gratitude that you enabled us to get to Baruch Why did, Where did Rabbi Yechim Berg come up with this idea that he used Chariyos, the, the, uh, the palm tree branch? We don't need a picture, right? Fine. Says the Gemara, the Chsev, Kapois. We read it, Kapois. Plural. Shnayim. So it's two. Achaz Lulav. One Kapoi. One Kaf is the Lulav that we use in the Lulav. Achaz Lemizbech. And one palm branch is for the Mizbech. And we had this a number of times in the Mizbech. But at the end of the day, it's written, Kaf Pei Tof. How you read it is a different problem. We read it in Kapois, you write plural. But how is it written? It's written singular for a reason. To exclude these kind of things. We excluded other things in the beginning of Sechta. Now we're excluding this. No, you don't bring another palm branch. There's only one. We read it in Kapois, but it's only one. It's like a date that grows on a palm tree. Very interesting. A palm tree only has sap in the trunk of the tree. It doesn't have sap like other trees. Rashi says, like a walnut tree and then a grape tree, a grapevine, they have sap in the branches. This doesn't have. <clears throat> Again, we might be doing different things. We might have different minhagim. We might have different payas, different yamaka. But at the end of the day, we're one. We have one heart. We all want to do What's right, and we all want to be one Takadish Baruch, and that's that's the idea of the Lulav. The Lulav has Lev Echad, one heart, has one sap, and it's in the center, it doesn't it doesn't spread out and have sap different places. One one heart. Okay, we're gonna continue this sugya tomorrow. We'll just start it here. Says Rav Yudah in the name of Shmuel, like we have all over Shas. Rav Yudah always says the name. Name of Rav in the name of Shmuel, Lulav Shiva Vesuka Yoimechad. In our days, 
make a bracha on a lulav every single day that you shake a lulav. But a sukkah, at, you're wondering what's going on here because we don't pass it like this. But a sukkah, you only make a bracha one time. First night, you make a bracha, Shalom Yisrael. My timer, what's the reason of Shmuel? Lulav, the Masikalelis Miyamim. You cannot shake a lulav at night. So every day is a new mitzvah. Called Yoyma Mitzvah, It's in its own little mitzvah. But sukkah, it's one continuous mitzvah. You eat, drink, sleep 24-7. It's one long mitzvah. But Rabbi Yochanan argues in Shmuel. And guess what happens when Rabbi Yochanan argues in Shmuel? That Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan. But the problem is, for a second, maybe, that there's different sheet in Rabbi Yochanan. Let's see. The opposite. Sukkah, you make a bracha every single day. Lulav, you only make it once. Again, something that we don't do. My timer. What's the reason? Sukkah, the rice of Shiva. To sleep in a sukkah, to eat in a sukkah nowadays is the rice. Lulav, the Rabbanon, there was no base on Mikdash. It's only the the six days are the Rabbanon. Enough to say a bracha once. Not true. I'm saying in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that you shake it, you make a bracha on every single day in the lulav and every single day on a sukkah. So comes Rabbi Yosef. You should know the Rabbi Barachana who says that sukkah, you make a bracha every single day. That's true. The Because even the other Amoira. Who said in the name of Yochanan that you do both seven days, you do a little of seven days, and the sukkah, he also agrees that sukkah is seven days. So, in terms of sukkah, there's no argument in Rabbi Yochanan that it's seven days. The only problem is that Shmuel says that sukkah is Yom Echad. On that says Rashi, we have two Rabbi Yochanans. Everybody agrees that that's what Rabbi Yochanan said in sukkah. The Machloikis in Rabbi Yochanan is what he said about a lulav. Did he say seven, seven brachas on a lulav or only one brach on a lulav? Sukkah, everybody agrees it's seven days. And he argues on Shmuel, and Shmuel says it's only one time. Now, Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan, at least when it comes to Sukkah against Shmuel. Rabbi Yisai, have a wonderful evening, have a wonderful week. Yishkoyach for joining. Rabbi Moshe Hirsch, Yishkoyach for beautiful armor. How's everybody doing? Yishkoyach. Menachem Mateh. Thank you, thank you. I missed you. Moshe Pashkis, why, why, why? Oh, what? Who's that, Colin? I don't know who you are. I think you're from Manchester. It sounds very familiar, Shmuley. What, did I mess up on something? What does it say there? Menachem, tell me what it says. Oh, he's saying that the Mishabur says not to point that. I'm okay, whatever. I'm not I'm not passing, I'm just saying different different things. 